is so brilliant compared to all the other leagues. It is it is separated into a bunch of different kind of silos of really interesting stuff. And today is really interesting because cuts are being made down to the 53-man rosters. That means 27 players with each of the 32 teams are going to be told today that they no longer have jobs. Then the other 31 teams are going to start picking up the phone and calling people as they hit the waiver wire, calling their agents, saying, we want those people. Then people who have made the 53-man roster are going to be cut to accommodate the people who are called who are weighed by somebody else. It is fascinating. It is cruel. It is heartbreaking. It is validating. It's all of those things. And, and so today becomes the last day that we talk about Sam Ellinger or, or Nick Foles with any degree of, of interest whatsoever because it really doesn't matter what they do. You cannot go to the postseason without your starting quarterback playing every game. And at least, that's not necessarily true. But for the Colts, it's been a long time since they had a team with a starting quarterback that didn't start every single game and went to the playoffs. I'll tell you when. Uh, we'll also talk about the Pacers a little bit. Uh, the Russell Westbrook deal, it's back perhaps on. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Cubs and a, a terrible loss last night. This is Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, August 30th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. BUSR is a place to go for sports gaming, sports wagering. If you make an initial deposit of a thousand bucks, they're going to match that thousand bucks in free play and give you 25 casino chips besides. Go to BUSR. The link is in the description of this fine program. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're looking for 296 likes today. Uh, ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live, which is right about 7 o'clock every morning and 4 o'clock every afternoon. And, for God's sake, donate. My God, if you have a question, seriously, if you have a question, donate, because I get a little graphic that makes it obvious that you're asking a question. Now let's talk about sports, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts, and let's talk about how important Matt Ryan is. We have spent an inordinate amount of time talking about Sam Ellinger and Nick Foles over the last few weeks. What are we doing? I blame myself. Here's the deal with the Colts. The last time the Colts made the playoffs with their starting quarterback not starting every single game during that playoff season was 1996. Paul Justin started two games late in the year, came in as a uh, Jim Harbaugh had something going on. His khakis were too tight in the seat or something. And so Paul Justin had to come in, got two wins, and got the Colts to the playoffs. That's the last time. Every other time that a starter, this is true in the inverse also. And the last time the Colts had a starter start every game and didn't go to the playoffs was 2001 with Peyton Manning when they went 6-10. and 10. And Jim Mora famously said to Tim Bragg's question, responded, Playoffs? 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a great moment. 
poor guy. Like Jim Mora, his whole life is dedicated to the game of football. And what's he remembered for? Playoffs? Playoffs? It's the the sum of his career is is that kind of explosive, ill-tempered response to a, an innocuous question by Tim Bragg, who then worked for RTD6. Hilarious to me. But that's the truth with the cut with the Colts. When they have a starter, start all 16 or all 17 games now, they go to the playoffs. When they don't, when they have a backup come in, and I would count 17 and 19 as those kinds of seasons, right? Because Jacoby Brissett was not the starter for that team. Andrew Luck was the starter for that team, despite the fact that he missed the entire 2017 and 2019 season. So, uh, at least in, in my book. And in 17, yeah, yeah, Scott Tolzien start game one, which predictably went uh, horrifyingly bad. At any rate, with Nick Foles starting games or Sam Ellinger starting games, this team is not going to be what this team would be with Matt Ryan starting games. That's the point. Matt Ryan starts, this team has a chance. Cars- or, uh, Nick Foles starts, not so much. Hey, wait a second. I apologize. Carson Wentz started every game last year, and the Colts didn't go to the playoffs. The time prior to that was 2001. So, uh... Carson Wentz didn't get done what every other quarterback has gotten done for the Colts going back to 2001. So that's 100% true. Uh, Colts coming, or cuts coming by 4 p.m. today. Tough day. It, it, like Nobody likes ending dreams. Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, they've got to end dreams today, and that's no fun. Firing people is no fun. Firing people, a lot of times, like egomaniacal bosses are going to say, this is as hard for you as it is for me. Well, it's not. It's hard. I've fired a bunch of people. All, I think, because of budget constraints while at MS or while at Hubbard. And you know what? Uh, That's not true. There were a couple other things. But regardless, mostly because of budget constraints. And it is no fun. But in no way, shape, or form is it less fun for the person doing the firing than it is for the person getting fired. Uh, is Sam Ellinger going to be kept or not? You know what? Whether he gets kept, whether he's on the 53-man roster, whether he's waived and picked up elsewhere, it's going to have nothing to do with the success of the Indianapolis Colts this year or moving forward. It's just not. And and that, that sounds heartless or cruel. It's just pragmatic and true. Um, <clears throat> we'll see what they do. They always, they're very, very cagey. Uh, about picking people up who get waived. They're really good at it. Chris Ballard is excellent at, at figuring out where people are. They do the work, man, and they set up their board and so they can go out and get guys who, who get waived, guys like Kenny Moore. Uh, they can make deals on cut day like they did last year for Matt Pryor. Those things happen, and, and they have a pretty profound effect on what goes on. Mark Lewinsky was a guy who was signed after he got cut. When people get cut, Chris Ballard picks up the phone, and he generally gets good ones. So it'll be interesting to see what Chris Ballard does as he continues to put together this roster. It's a 365-day thing. The 53-man roster today is not going to be the 53-man roster at the end of the week. It's just not. Um, Bad news. 
in uh, NFL circles. Ernie Zambezi died uh, yesterday at the age of 86. Ernie Zambezi still principles that he introduced to football as the offensive coordinator of the Chargers and the Cowboys and the Patriots are still being used today. He was an innovator. He was the offensive coordinator for the Chargers under when they had the Air Coryell offensive system and a guy who had an enormous impact on the game of football and the NFL. Uh, he passed away. Very sad. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they dealt wide receiver LaVisca Chenault for a 7th in 23 and a 6th in 24. Uh, Chenault going to the Panthers. We like it when talent leaves the AFC South and draft picks come back. That's good because, by definition, it lowers the talent level on the team in the AFC South, at least in the short term. Now, next year with a uh, seventh rounder and the year after with the sixth, the Jags are going to pick up a couple of guys. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay with the 49ers as the backup to Trey Lance, restructured his contract, which now includes a no-trade clause because he didn't want this thing to drag on. So he's going to be the backup. And if Lance goes down and Garoppolo has to fill in, there's a bonus structure within the contract that would pay Garoppolo to his value as a starting quarterback. So that's kind of good for the suburban Chicagoan. Will the Pacers trade for Russell Westbrook? So the, this trade has been kind of in the wind for months, that Miles Turner and Buddy Heald would go to the Los Angeles Lakers for Russell Westbrook's contract, which pays him $47 million in 2022 and 2023, plus... And this is all subject to negotiation. But what is being speculated now is an unprotected first-rounder in 27 and an unprotected first-rounder in 29 from the Lakers they would convey to the Pacers. The Pacers right now have a lot, $29 million under the cap, according to SpotRack. So they've already got a lot of cap money. They would offload $39 million in uh in in salaries to to Turner and uh and Heald and they would take back 47 million from Westbrook then they would negotiate a buyout because Russell Westbrook is never going to play for the Pacers they could trade for him but he's not going to play here it kind of like Nick Stauskas keeps coming to the Pacers and then hey we don't want Nick Stauskas he's kind of a higher profile version of Nick Stauskas where Westbrook's $47 million would be liquidated for next year, and the or the Pacers next year would have about $60 million in cap space going into 23-24 with Westbrook coming completely off the books. That's an interesting trade, and that would put the Pacers in a position to do a whole lot of, of roster manipulation to augment what they've built over the last couple of years with youth. Pacers could get very interesting very quickly with this trade. They don't want Miles Turner. And Buddy Heald's a guy that the Lakers kind of covet, so fine. Move on from Miles. And, and Buddy goes, and you hate to see Buddy go, because Buddy balled out during the, the portion of the season where he was here after that trade. The Sabonis trade brought Heald and Halliburton here. I thought Buddy Heald played really hard for a team that, you know, was going nowhere fast. I like Buddy Heald, but I like unprotected first-rounders, too, getting two of them, plus 
the contract that's going to come off the books next year, that's a that's a pretty sweet deal. If as long as Westbrook doesn't play here, I'm cool. I don't want to watch Russell Westbrook play basketball. That's kind of the deal breaker for me. Uh, Cubs lost last night five to four and eleven to Toronto. The Cubs led four nothing. Toronto scored five unanswered. And it was the base running. I mean, just horrific base running errors last night. Guy going for it, trying to go from first to third on, on a base hit to right. It was thrown out by about six feet. Just terrible. Um, it, Nick Madrigal tried to take home on a play to first. Just ridiculous. Um, uh, they, they, what are they doing? Like, uh, this isn't Babe Ruth League. You got people who are competent Major League Baseball players making defensive plays. With Toronto, for God's sake. This isn't going up against, you know, some American Legion crew, for God's sake. So, there you are. Cubs, losers 5-4-11. and 11. Uh, Albert Pujols homered off, to, at, off his 450th different pitcher last night, which sets an all-time Major League record. He has 694 home runs. Uh, A-Rod is at 696 for fourth all-time. The Cardinals up six in the Central. Albert Pujols is an incredible hitter. Never should have left St. Louis. If he if he had stayed in St. Louis, he would have set every record there is. He would have set the record for RBIs, would have set the record for home runs. Never should have left to go to the Angels. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this August 30th, at a very, very special anniversary. Uh, Ari Temkin, the great John McCurdy, celebrating a birthday. Amy Matheny, happy birthday, and Randy Gentry. It is also true that, uh, that's not true. These are old birthdays. These aren't today's birthdays. Hold on a second. This is just wrong, but let me tell you about the anniversary that we've got. Uh, the anniversary is Julie and I met on this day back in 1984. We did. And, and that is a day worth remembering, for goodness sake, because... Uh, you know what? It's it's set up for a lifetime of happiness for us, and that's pretty damn cool. All right, here are the birthdays for today. Christy Stinger, happy birthday. Matthew Williams, the great Jan Hunter, celebrating a birthday. Scott Galetti, Spencer Venable, and like I said, I met Julie on this day back in 1984 at Indiana University at a party in D19 in Walnut Knolls, where uh, on the same night, like six different couples met that we knew and, and wound up getting married. How about that? Uh, have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. We'll see who gets cut, and we will do a live YouTube as soon as we find out, or at 4 o'clock, whichever comes first. Hooray! Yeah.